So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. And once again, off to the over there, Jean Victoria Norlock. <laughs> How are you, Jean? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It was off that way. How are you, Rick? I'm I'm pretty good. Over there. Somewhere. Yeah. Over here, over there. What is that all that here, there, then, now? Just now, just here. Not a relative, really, because if yeah. you're to my left, then wait. I have no idea if you're to my left, my right. Mind you, every time I do the show, I'm sitting in a different spot. Sitting so. somewhere else, yeah. I am in this same desk looking at the same hunk of wall. And... Aww. Hey, well, well, you know, there's like always a mountain here. home for you to come visit if you... I'm working on that. I'm working on that. We have mm-hmm. We have room. I don't know, three... You know. I guess twice in the last week I've put up on the wall on my wall that, you know, it's time for groceries, who's pitching in and didn't get any donations, so I'm thinking that putting up for plane tickets is out of the question. But that's just me. Maybe you're not maybe you're just not thinking big enough. See nobody wants to buy you groceries. But hey Plane tickets maybe they would. Maybe they would be willing to pitch in for you to meet your co host in person for the first time ever. For the first time ever. That would be kind of cool for the first time ever. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Someone can do all that. See? You look, you're you look taller on TV. <laughs> so I can't tell how I is never on, look taller anywhere. <laughs> well, see, that's what you keep saying. But now I'm sure that will strike me once I, you know, I'm able to look at you in person and being as tall as I am it strikes me a lot. No, it's true. I've been doing some extra work for somebody, um, for uh, a gentleman who's renting the hotel. For or the restaurant from the gentleman who owns the hotel. And it's a Chinese, it's going to be a Chinese restaurant. So there's a large quantity of Chinese men running around the kitchen for the last three days while we're working on getting the kitchen set up. And for the most part, they speak in Chinese, but they've been watching me climb on stuff for the last three days because I'm cleaning. And, well, anybody who knows me knows I'm Super crazy when it comes to cleaning, and I have to get in all the weird corners and up to the very top of the ceiling. So I've been climbing on sinks and on equipment, and, you know, I I caught them. Well, I don't think I caught them. I think they did it on purpose, but every once in a while, if I'm either under a tight spot trying to get under something or up on top of a stove, they'll make a comment about little, little lady. Mm. <laughs> and I, I'd like to point out that... I, 
I hope this doesn't sound like a racist comment, because it's certainly not, um, but the average Chinese male is not particularly tall, so, and they think I'm little. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> that's little. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I'm little. Yeah. yeah, it's okay, though. You can you can fit into tight spaces when you're little. It's not bad. It's, no, it's not bad, not bad. I'm... Uh, my first wife was little, and so we looked a little mutton jeffish when we ran around. But uh, but it's handy around the house, you know, because I could do the tops of stuff and she did the bottoms. It's simple. It's a balance. It it it, it is. It's fun. Um, it's you know you always see those couples that you're like, how what who that's what me and my demon look like. But that's okay because you know. Yeah, because now little see. Tiny, I, I would little have, tiny hippie girl in a hippie skirt. And I would have guessed you at five four and five five. But he looks big he's all the way around. Boy. He's he's not um, tall tall, but he is he's wide like not yeah not overweight wide just no. a lot of shoulder an arm and killer legs muscle just, up he's and muscle yeah and, and it's just up, from tattooed. work. Or tatted it's up. Just from work. You know. He doesn't work out, but it's just, you know, from working and yeah. that's just his physique. And so when you see the two of us together it's like What? Hmm? <laughs> really? What? Are you sure you're from one the of same his... tribe? It must be one of those arranged. We just did the family family um, birthday because they have five birthdays in September, so we just did it. And it was a really funny joke that um, his cousin made, which I didn't even get until later. And she was, we were living, we met living at her house, and that's when I was writing "Going Home to Heaven." And she, we were bantering about something about the house, and she rolled her eyes and said, "Who would have thought the two of you were a match made in heaven?" Because nobody, nobody thought that. <laughs> Oy. There's no way this will ever last, but there it is. Yeah. Opposites do attract. I'm telling uh, you. Apparently so. I've had it. I've seen that before. That thing, that love thing. Multiple times. And we're going to talk about that love thing some tonight, I think. Yeah, because love has no boundaries, really, and no. it has no limits, and it supersedes race. It supersedes no, language barriers. No limits. Barrier. That means no beginning, no ending. Just it just is. This is, and we're going to talk about somebody who knows all about that tonight, and that's exciting because we like people who know about love. Yes, we do. So, without further ado, and enough of our bantering about nothing at all, or not much. Don't <laughs> don't tell him I said he was nothing. That I don't want to hear about that. Uh, oh, you would never. Think so. Um, He's really something. Uh, see, there it can't be nothing if you're something. <laughs> that would be your demon. But uh, we yeah. do have we do have with us this evening, Mr. Ron Lewis. How are you, Ron? I'm fine. How are you guys? I could listen to you guys for oh quite a while more. You're very entertaining. We we get to bantering just a just a hair at the beginning of the show. Sometimes it gets us yeah. gets us in trouble. One of us finds our soapbox, and then, oh Lord! Well, you guys are great. I really, uh, I really could listen to you all night. Uh, I appreciate uh, so much 
you having me on the show. It was quite a surprise. I, uh, um, my friend in the Philippines, Eileen Amparo, who's a good friend of mine, I believe I, I met you on Facebook, Rick, through her, and mm-hmm. I just, my gratitude goes out uh, to both of you, and of course to Eileen for introducing me. Um, she's a, a remarkable person, and I just wanted to uh, share my gratitude. Uh, or express my gratitude to to her for that. And oh, she's, that's so she's exciting! You're, you're a friend of Eileen's. I and that's how didn't we know that. normally get guests that are two states over from me is this, it, it, via the Philippines. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I I felt my partner would appreciate it because <clears throat> she has some appreciation for the Philippines. Right, I, I, I yeah. I remember from listening Eileen to Eileen's show, and. Um, and later on, I do want to talk a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a project that uh, we're working on with uh, a group in the Philippines. Is something I've kind of done as a, uh, as a. Um, uh, I'm going to try turning my mic down a little more, as a project that we're working on together over there. And um, for some reason, it wants to keep going back up. But, uh, is that a little better? <laughs> Actually, that's that suddenly went really quiet. Okay. You were just nigh on to perfect before, but how about that? Skype does there. that to me. That sounds great. Okay. Uh, because Skype has an automatic adjustment in it, and so I'll I'll try to turn something down, and then Skype will just turn it back up, and then there I am. That's fitting. Um, but that's we hadn't been getting any feedback over here. Everything seems to be. Oh, good. Okay, it's on this. Perfect. I'm getting a little squeal, but it's it's not that bad. Now I'm excited about um, any project that's out of the Philippines because the Filipino people are are largely responsible for changing um, my way of looking at the world. So that's really exciting. But before we get to that, we have to ask the, the first and most important question in the evening so that our listeners know who they're talking to. Okay. So, Ron, well, my new well, friend from the Philippines, who the hell are you and what do you do? Okay. And actually, I'm in I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I've I'm, I'm never really been to the Philippines. Um, but um, uh, I'm just... An average guy. I'm no. I'm nobody really, any different than anybody else. I'm not any kind of a professor or or profess to be really anybody. But uh, I grew up pretty much like anybody else. And uh, I guess growing up, I'm. I was a kid that was kind of an always an out of the box thinker, and I'm. I'm a really creative person. I've done. Uh, uh, a lot of creative things throughout my life, and um, uh, basically that's that's pretty much it. I grew up on a farm in the Midwest, and uh, and um, I went into the Bible ministry for about 20 years, and of course worked worked uh, uh, along with that in different careers, and owned my own business, and was in management, and. Uh, had a beautiful wife and and two three beautiful kids so so that's uh that's there i'm I'm still getting that squeal back, but we'll just bear actually with it. I heard it this time maybe I wasn't paying attention before yeah. but do you have uh you, you mentioned a headset do you, do you have monitor speakers going in the room because that that sounded like a mic in the 
speakers more than into your headphones, but but yes, I do. Let's try that. I just might turn the monitor down. You know what? I just turned the the desk speakers off because I'm going through the computer. So maybe now that sounds pretty good. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to uh, I guess as I I I was in the Bible ministry for for many years and. Um, you know, and, and I want to get into this quite a bit because I want to tie in the, the spiritual journey uh, sort of with my life situation. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I really enjoy my life. I've been blessed in my life. But there's always, I don't know, I know you may have felt this too, there's always something in the back of a person's mind or in their heart where they feel like there's just something missing. Like there's something else that uh, that uh, is gnawing at you all your life, and uh, I guess uh, that was the case for me. And and like we know how life can be a struggle. And then um, probably in about the year 2000, I got cancer. I got lymphoma, and uh, and uh, I almost died. I my last weight. I went down to like 120 pounds, and I mean, people look at me, I just look like, you know, any day I was ready to go, you know, so, but, uh, but I think that was a, was a point in my life that, that changed the way I looked at things. And of course, when you change the way that, that you look, view different things, then, wow, like your whole world all of a sudden changes. I, I, does that kind of explain have you? I don't know if you've had that same feeling. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um, we, we say often life is about choice and perception. When you choose to say, change your perception of the world, your world in turn changes. Exactly. And uh, I love uh, Wayne Dyer's quote on that. He quotes that quite often, and that's very, yeah, very, very... Change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so that was it for me, and... And so from that point on, having all these creative gifts, I'm so grateful to our source and to God to give to me. I just felt that that it was time to because I'm I'm a a musician, I'm a videographer, I'm a web designer, I'm a, I'm a I, I've been an inventor. I've got a couple patent pendings on some things and. Uh, and uh, I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I grew up actually. That was my first creative thing. Is growing up, and plus I'm self-studied, self-taught on in science and electronics, and and just so many different areas of my life that I've just I'm like the smorgasbord type person. I walk into a a, a salad bar and I want to try everything, and that's kind of way my life was. But I still had that feeling where things weren't quite wasn't quite happy or what was my purpose in life really and uh and i i kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and then of course i want to get into talking about love being what i call the prime law and uh i i work three days a week along with my business and everything i i actually work at uh, an ace hardware store just a regular hardware store and I do so not because I really need to, but because I really love that interaction with people. And and people come in there 
with a lot of creative projects and we get in you'd be surprised how many people out there are starting to wake up starting to feel that wow the world is in in a flux right now and we really need to um uh people are really really i don't know if you find this but people are really starting to look at themselves and and starting to go through this wake up process it's like a a whole frequency going on out there and uh i i'm sure you've talked to a lot of people who and i know you probably feel that way yourself so absolutely the conversations um in the public venue have changed uh it's it's not superficial anymore and it's i'm i just got a new job at you work in a hardware store. I clean hotel rooms. Yes, I clean toilets in my spare time when I'm not doing radio shows and writing books. Uh, Gene, um, that used to be my former business, by the way. <laughs> I love my job. Well, I, I, I love my job. Um, and the first time I worked with the only other girl who worked with me was just, again, another... And we do the show, so we talk to some incredibly aware people who have been kind enough to take the time to share our journey, share their journey with us and with our listeners. But it's such a point, poignant reminder when you go out into the quote unquote real world and you connect with people who see things in that light and here's this 17-year-old girl. It's her first job. She's only been there five months um, cleaning rooms. But her awareness of family dynamics, um, the need for, for self-improvement, reflection, um, the, the need for centering of self in order to be able to repair damaged relationships, just... Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. It really blew my mind. This kid, for lack of a better word, because she's only 17, in the first two days of me working there, just had me hooked. I was like, I could talk to you forever because you you, you fascinate me. It's amazing. Yeah, and it, it, and, and it blows your mind. I mean, I find this every single day, young people, older people, and and of course me, I'm just like, wow! I just want to rattle off all this information. We're exchanging links, we're exchanging numbers, and the connection that's that's coming about from all this is just amazing. It's just amazing. It is. It's and if you're awake, absolutely incredible. And, and if you're awake enough to realize it, and uh, and I, I guess my what what I enjoy talking to people about the most is is I first started out talking to them about is if you do not, or we, of course, do not know how to love ourselves, or we don't have the knowledge of knowing how to love ourself inside or understand how to love ourself because we're all one. It's you just, it's impossible to really understand or know how to love somebody else. And if you don't understand how not to hurt yourself you're you're destined to hurt other people around you because if you're not at peace with yourself if you don't have joy with your we could take all which 
which my spiritual or my Bible upbringing, I, I'm still nobody's spiritual. We're on a spiritual journey, but uh, the love, joy, peace, uh, self-control, all that. If you can't apply that to yourself first, then then you're destined to not be at peace with somebody else or not to. And, you know, the people I talk to about this, they just like, wow. It's just like it is so simple, but yet it just it it blows their mind. It, it still it blows my mind every day. And and so I've come to term to to come up with a term that love is the prime law that governs everything with ourself, with others. Love is a prime law that, that we could take that and if we could learn that and learn and love education, what I mean by that, I don't mean that I mean that we have the responsibility, we have to take the responsibility upon ourselves to educate ourselves, ourselves uh as to how to show love and look for opportunities to do that. And if we do that and we apply that to every single project, for instance, the project in the Philippines, uh, I'm involved with uh, uh, hydrogen fuel. Um, I'm involved with a, with a, a company called Global Hydrogen, uh, and uh, we're uh, developing the concept for a, for a model community based on sustainability. But but. I've been working with that project for many years, but I've come to the conclusion that unless each individual knows how to show love within himself, you could build a big city, you could build anything, but if the citizen that the city starts within our hearts, the city starts within our minds and and so that's that's one part of just one part of many parts of what I'm working on uh in this book I'm writing so um, and I talk a lot too. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's a radio show. You're yeah, we do to a talk. lot of that around here. Uh, but but anyway, can, uh, do you kind of understand where I'm coming from with that with that concept? Or I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, it's not selfish to be self first. And my reason for saying that is because, and I'm coming from the view of um, a parent. So this is how I often explain it to people, especially to, I, I tend to run into a lot of young women and I, I get the chance to, to even for, you know, five minutes, be a brief influence um, and, and inspiration. And that's, you know, really blessed position to be in. And the main message that I, I, the most important one that I always give is that, you know, regardless of, of what your family needs of you, if you cannot take care of yourself, you can never, ever take care of anybody else. Exactly, um, Jean. Exactly. It, it, and, and it's, you know, in the past, people, myself included, and I learned the hard way, um, people have been in the, you know, this habitual state of give, 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 and never take the time to take the time for themselves that they need. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and they become burnt out, embittered, angry, um, exhausted, sick. It's a guaranteed path to illness, 
is to continually be doing for others and never do for yourself. Exactly. Because for mm-hmm. years we've been told that that to give is a blessed thing, um, but they left out the to, to give is also to receive. It's it's a two way street. And, exactly. You know, exactly. You, and you and see, we're really all one, Gene. Uh, we are yeah. all one, and what we do to ourselves. We do to other people. If you, because when we look into the eyes of another individual, you, we, if we're in tune with the frequency of divine love and love itself, then, and we understand, we will see ourselves in that person, and that other person would see themselves in us. And another thing too is, if we look outside ourselves for someone else to take care of our emotional spiritual needs, then we will leave ourselves wide open to be controlled by them. Uh, and, and I think that's what's happened down through history is that uh, everybody, they, people have a tendency not to be responsible for their own spiritual needs, not to be responsible for their own emotional needs, and they look to maybe a religion or a government or an organization or another relationship or a person, they look outside themselves for for uh, for someone else to do it. And actually, that's not love. That's not fair to put that burden upon somebody else. And if we love somebody else, we wouldn't make our expectations of that person so high that they could never meet that. Uh, and and then and then what usually happens when you do that. You, that entity will, or group or government or whatever will turn around and and just begin to control you because you've become dependent on them. And that, that in itself turns into a very unhealthy situation. And so self-government is really the key to complete government and complete love. And and you're right, Gene, it's not selfish. It's not selfish at all. It's way beyond selfish. It's actually it's actually once you do that, you you your love and it'll just shine out of you like a beam of light and you will reach out to so many people and you will just you will just give, give, give. And it's amazing how it works that way. So hopefully I it, explain that okay. Oh, you explained it great and and it's it's so true and it's you know our history has been really about us and that's what the times are about now is changing that history but our history as you said has been really about us handing our power over to others um be it because we were told that we couldn't communicate directly with we'll call it god um God personally, ourselves, we always had to go through a translator, so to speak. A middleman. Um, I call a, him a middleman. A middleman, mm-hmm. be it a priest or a rabbi or whatever whatever it is, um, whatever religion. Shaman, medicine man. Mm-hmm. Shaman, all, medicine all of them man. Just about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people are discovering now that they can open up that conversation um, themselves. And that's empowering them to be able to take the time to look in the mirror and see what about themselves and what about their life that they want to change, what they want to keep the same, what dreams they want to see come true. Uh, And that's 
I really, that's the fundamental basic of what this show is all, all about, is encouraging that conversation. That conversation with self, the conversation with higher self, conversation with God, the conversation with each other, and that ongoing connection and working to maintain it every single day, be it through your interactions with others or the time that you take to take your bubble bath with candles and good music because you want some downtime or the time that you take to write music or the time that you take to paint a painting or the time that you take to play with your your pets or your kids or to bake a cake or whatever it is that makes you smile in that moment is connecting you with source. Absolutely. And that's what we want people to do is to do whatever they need to do to to maintain that connection and to stay in that and I'm not saying you can stay in a state of joy 24 hours a day still having a human experience you're going to experience sadness you're going to experience loss you're going to experience anger disappointment all of those things and you have to honor those emotions always acknowledge them and deal with them but if you can work on consciously trying to focus your time and energy on those things that bring you joy and make you feel better, not just about yourself, but about the world that you live in, then life becomes easy. Beautiful, beautiful. I know, uh, I know, like, I look back on my life and I have had one struggle after another from accidents to divorce to muggings to I could t- to cancer to I could tell you all that and yet and yet you I look back on that all that and I think wow I got to experience that I got to experience cancer I got to go through chemotherapy sit there with other people while they were going through chemo I got to feel what all that was like and imagine imagine how we can grow from that and and you know i have this thing i say is that life is to make us a better person and not a bitter person and and when you can look back and and feel that way wow you emerge you emerge like wow now i can begin my now i can really begin my spiritual journey and really begin to learn and uh and interesting what you said there too, and I, the Native American code, and I, I don't have it right here in front of me. I think it's number three, but it says that um, uh, we each walk our own spiritual path, that others can walk it with you, but only, but no, no one can walk it for you, but they can walk it with you. It's just, it's just beautiful the way that's expressed and. Uh, it goes right along with what I grew up learning from from you know what what's in the Bible and everything. It's and it's and it's amazing how all these different teachings down through history have that one basic theme that that we we're here to learn how to love and that we're all children of of a divine or a or a, a universal source. It's just uh, it's just uh, a, a it flows throughout everything and and the thing is is a person has to really open themselves up and not and put their ego aside open themselves up and not be judgmental 
and start looking at everything, all this different. And, and wow, we look at modern technology. We have the Internet that just exposes things for what they are. And we are living in real exciting times right now with that. I think. <laughs> oh, absolutely. One of the most exciting times in the history of mankind, as far as I'm concerned. I'm quite honored and blessed and happy to be here. Um, I, I still get a kick out of every once in a while. I'll run into that odd person who, who will say to me, there's no hope. You know, look at the news. Look at the. Okay, you're looking in the wrong spot, dude, because I meet people every day who inspire me to expand the hope that I already have. My faith in humanity is unshakable. Exactly. We got this. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried at all. We so have this. It's not even in question. We're going to the next step. We're oh, always we going to go to the next step. Yep. That's what we do. We we're are there expansive now. evolutionary yep. beings. Yep. It's we're, what we do. Absolutely. You know, we're there now. And and the, the getting back to the love theme, too, um, I know I, I've been doing a lot of research on, on love itself being that, that you cannot exist without love. There, there. I'm, I'm exploring that. That um, I'm studying that right now. That 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 uh, concept. That that love is existence. If if think about it. If there was no love at all anywhere in the whole world, with all the violence and all the problems we see in the world today, all the hate, all the all the uh, the pollution, the greed, everything that we see in a in a fear based system in which we live, if if that was the only thing there was, we wouldn't exist. But but because I believe that love is eternal and love is existence. And if without love there would be no existence and then someone may ask, Well, why are we here? Why why if that's the case then with all the crime and stuff, why are we here? And and Gene, getting back to kind of what you're talking about there, because enough of us in the world do choose to love, enough of us do care, enough of enough of us do have compassion, that's the only thing that's prolonging the prolonging existence. That's the only thing that keeps us existing is that enough of us choose love to keep the ball kind of rolling. And and isn't that powerful? Think about that a minute. Isn't isn't that a powerful concept? It's simple. It's not rocket science, but it's a powerful concept, I believe. It 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 really is a powerful concept. And and I want to expand on that by reminding our listeners that um those who are viewed as greedy and who have damaged the environment and none of us, none of us can lay claim to being, being able to live a life that doesn't leave behind a carbon footprint. Absolutely. Um, We have to remember that in order for any human to grow and expand their awareness and their knowledge, they need to experience the duality that our world 
is so kind enough to give to us on a daily basis. So Absolutely. Absolutely. There has to be some appreciation for this situation that we have managed to put ourselves in um, without much trouble. <laughs> We've done a good job of it. And now we're going to do a really good job of getting ourselves out. Absolutely. And, and that, I, that's, that's part of I'm the I'm sorry. Experience. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. That's no, part my, of the experience. No, my mic cancels me out sometimes, so I'm sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. That's all I wanted to say. It's just it's part of the experience. Uh, and absolutely. I, I think. Absolutely, I I I can't agree more. And and I I just like to mention too that that we because of love we should never ever ever bash another person, bash another organization, bash another another religion or belief ever ever. But that doesn't mean that spiritually we all can't be united and. And when we see somebody or we hear about uh, people who do this or do that or do that, we, we, if, if we retaliate in any way or we, we try to get even in any way or start a movement against that group or this group or that group, it'll, it, we won't do anything. It, love doesn't do that. Love doesn't go after somebody because they're this or that. Love will will always set the highest example possible because if all of us did that everywhere, and I know that sounds like utopia, but, but it is exactly right. If all of us showed love, we would never we would we wouldn't have the problems we have. And uh and um and that's that's kind of that's kind of very important not to ever uh, like you have like the Occupy movement, Occupy. Well, I say Occupy yourself, you know. You're the one that has to Occupy yourself and, and change the way you are uh, because it's like a broken piece of pottery. If you try to glue back a, a, a broken piece of pottery, it's not, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. You can't repair a broken system and you can't, you know, the old expression, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, if it's broke, don't fix it. Uh, but instead of trying to fix the old piece of pottery, why not become the clay? Why not become the clay of a new vessel, a new uh, a new way? And that clay or that new vessel, the new way, is actually working on ourself, occupying our own self to improve our own self-love and thus we will improve the love of others because we're all one. So sorry if I got Absolutely off on a true. Yeah, I got no, off on a, a rant. A rant. It's a great but, I mean, rant. It's a great <laughs> rant and I agree, but I find interesting about the Occupy movement is that out of the Occupy movement came some very positive Absolutely. Um, positive Absolutely. action because Absolutely. people had that realization about halfway through the Occupy movement. Okay? So we can't fight against what we don't like. So let's get together and think of ideas that can replace what we don't like, systems that can replace the systems that we see to be failing. And, And people have started organizations to do just that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just and it's not just here in America. It's not just here in Canada. It's all over the world where people are saying, okay, that's not working. So rather than waste my time telling them that it's not working or telling everybody else that it's not working, I'm going to focus my time and energy on figuring out how to build something that will work. Absolutely. And that's, that's the key. That's mm-hmm. that's a great key to building a better future. And we're always doing that. I have to point that out again, is that we're always making things better. We're not making things worse. We're not going back to the dark ages. We're not... We're not backtracking. It's not in the human nature to do that. It's our nature. We are creative and creator beings. So it's in our nature to continue to move forward and to expand and to evolve. And sometimes that motion forward requires that, okay, we've kind of gone as far as we can go down that road, so let's back up two steps and we'll try that other option um, or as Buckminster Fuller, one of our faves around here, old Bucky Fuller, uh, said and was practically his motto was, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. You change something, you build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Absolutely. And and, and, and it's, if you build a better mousetrap, they will come. You know, I mean, it, 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 there are people out there right now, and 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 yeah, some of them, none of them may yet have the ideal idea, but there there are people out there talking about different ways of measuring economy, different ways of of existing in society, different uh, sustainable ways of of having the things that we've decided we want. Um, the tiny house movement. Uh, 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 goodness gracious, all of the stuff that uh, uh, R.C. and Eileen are doing over there in the Philippines. Um, it's, it's great. And um, and it it's kind of the nature of those things that they kind of happen. It's not that they happen in the back rooms because somebody's hiding it. It's just because it starts out with, you know, 10 people getting together talking about stuff. You know, sure. the American Revolution was a bunch of guys that thought they had a better idea. Really? Well, sure. Alexander Graham Bell didn't go didn't go and stand out on Main Street and create a telephone. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. I and mean, you know, like he he did it quietly in his house, and once he had it the way he wanted it, then he showed it to somebody. You know, uh, Rick. It, oh, go ahead, Gene. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was well, just going exactly to say that the it, way it, it that's changed. exactly the way it happens, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, Rick, you mentioned about a model, and I like that because I have a, a very dear friend who's also I work with very closely. His name is Russell Voorhees, and he has worked hard to develop hydrogen over the past 20 years. And he wrote a book called uh, A Dream That Needs a Building. And it's about creating, oh, back in the the 80s and and into the 90s, it's about creating a model city for sustainability. And he's like way ahead of his time on this. And uh, and, uh, recently I've been working with him, and 
I've been showing him how we could take the concept of, you know, global fellowship and global love, and if we applied that to the model, then we could get back to maybe, because his idea is that we need a paradigm, and it's kind of what you mentioned, Rick, we need a, a paradigm that shows everybody this is what can be done and something that the whole world can look at and see. And we're actually thinking of what they're doing in the Philippines with the geo trees and the organic gardening that actually we could get something kind of going with them so that we could uh, create a, a model that would be like a shining example of what what's possible. And once people see that model, perhaps uh perhaps like what you say rick it would be it would be a uh a, a you know a change for the world right well that it you know when people can see that something works better it's the problem it's one of the problems one of the many problems and and and, and of course it ties down to the to the vibrational problem in the end always but one of the many problems with trying to fight an existing model is you know okay you, this is wrong. Okay, what you going to do? Well, I don't know, but not that. What do you mean, not that? <laughs> not that doesn't exist. You can't not that. That's the whole, you know, don't think of pink elephants. And everybody in the room is thinking about pink elephants. Right. You, you have to find something, and it's just never been the case. I don't care whether it's the guys in boats finding new continents or the guys climbing the mountains or the guys doing the science or the guys doing economics theory. It's never the whole society that figures it out at once. Somebody that has a passion for that sort of thing goes after it. And then they get a model that works pretty good and they go, hey, check this out. I think this is cool. Right. And and then you don't have, you've not made people wrong. You've not passed judgment necessarily on, you know, look, your way of doing it's wrong. It's just, I think this way's better. I, I'm i not saying anything about what you're doing. I just think this way's better. Non-judgmental. And, exactly. Like judging, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and because judgment is really that whole right and wrong thing. And, you know, right and wrong's like a coin. You can't have the heads of a coin without having the tail. Unless you got one of those magician cheater coins. Well, absolutely. And, and because they go together. And so you you can't have one without the other, but the, that, that, that also means, therefore, that you can't have, like you said, you can't have just quote-unquote dark um, because there wouldn't be anything. Right. You know, the, the Tao, I was... Uh, in my, uh, doing some research, and I, I I use everything, you know, from every different teaching. And it says in the Tao, if you want to get the plain truth, be not concerned with right and wrong. And the conflict between right and wrong is the sickness of the mind. <laughs> and I like that because it's, it's so true that we'll never get the truth if by argue, nobody knows the the whole truth but we'll never get there if we're going to argue what's right and what's wrong and we got to think out of the box and uh you know and you'll get criticized for thinking out of the box sometimes you'll get 
you know, you'll, it's not a popular thing to think out of the box. And I know when I was a kid, I built a, an airplane. And I mean, it was out of boards. It was big. It was, you know, I could set in it and I had a steering wheel in there. And I put in a, an actual plug-in electric motor to turn the propeller. And I, I, I was about 10 years old. And so my uncle comes by and he goes, well, well, how long is your extension cord? Where are you going to go to? You're going to have to have a mighty long extension cord to fly that plane. You're going to have to plug it in somewhere. So, so guess what I did, being 10 years old and really not understanding maybe the whole concept. I installed an outlet on that airplane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, okay, my uncle laughed even, you know, because my thing was thinking, well, why can't I just plug it in on the airplane and fly wherever I want? And, and you know, that sounds like stupid, but, but to me, that's, we got to get back to that child-like, and I mean, to, to, quote, to quote Christ on this, he said, be like little children, to be unless you're like little children you can't really uh you know enter into the into the kingdom and i don't want to get into that too much but but actually what he's talking about there is we can't get back to to feeling that frequency we can't get back to feeling that frequency that that universal frequency of love unless we learn to think out of the box and become like little children again and I think that's oh, come kind on, of, Ron. Let's get into it. I want to get into it. That's because, what we do. Well, sure, but yeah. But, uh, but what do you so think we're, about that? We're a little past halfway, so okay. But yeah. Why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and get uh, right into that? Or you want to do it right now? Never mind. Oh no, no, that's fine. No, no I'm talking about her. She oh, gee, what, what do you want to do? We get to stop. We guess, well, yeah, we'll take a break because okay. you're talking about one of my favorite subjects. And oh, really? Okay. Nice to be able yeah. to talk to somebody who sees it on the same in the same wavelength I do. So. I love. I mean, that's kind of what I kind of got away from mainstream beliefs because of this. Because what what Christ was talking about. We don't even comprehend, and and now that we have the internet and the and the, and we're waking up and we're actually seeing the vibrations, we kind of get it. What he all along what he meant, what what Buddha meant, what Confucius meant. So it all goes kind of together. So anyway, and um, it's all the same thing. They all said the same thing. Absolutely, <laughs> Jean. Absolutely. And and we got to get over our ego and get past our ego. And uh, and and really get down to what it means. And once we do that, wow, it's just going to well, blow our you, minds. You have to get around everybody else's ego that was in the way too, that right. told you what to think along the way, and right. and translated Absolutely. books. And, Keep in mind, you know, you got That's why you got to filter through to find what is the common thread, and that's where you get Absolutely. the prime mover of love. And you know, I have this. In, thing, in many cases. It's not the fault of the people. Um, no, it, no. there's it, so it, it, many good well, people there. Because, for, for instance, in the Philippines, when I was there, um, I was told that up until 11 years ago, they weren't allowed to own their own Bible. Right, right. That's a so, that's But now the people have, like you said, access to the information. They're starting to really examine it and interpret it 
for themselves. Heard, and I know you've heard when, that religion is, or that the Internet killed TV and the Internet killed this and killed that. Well, the Internet is killing mainstream, and I'm not saying killing it. I, I hate to use that word, but, but it's actually the Internet is the most, the greatest blessing that God has ever given us. It's just, it's just wonderful. Well, the whole Absolutely. physical reality being a mirror thing, and we're beginning to discover that we're all connected. And look what's happening in the mirror. Right. It's starting to look but, like but, we're all connected. So but, it's, but see, it's here's simple. the deal with the Internet. Here's the deal. And, and we need to use the Internet right now to put this into our hearts because the Internet may not be around forever. And if everything becomes electronic and then all of a sudden it's gone, like I, I was watching a TV show where it's some time in the future and this, there's no electricity and this person has a cell phone and they can't use it, and all the pictures of all their family and all their loved ones is in this cell phone, and they can't get at it. And and see, so it's kind of this way. Well, where, but again, that's like the coin with the heads and the tails. If it's in the mirror, it must be, you know. If right. your hair looks out of place in the mirror, it's out of place on your head. So if it looks like we're all connected out there, guess what? We really are. We are inside. It's, it's a reflexive thing. It goes both ways. I and agree. So That's it's, true. Uh, it's, okay. it, it's a wonderful thing that once you you got to realize that it's a reflection first, and then once you do, you kind of start to think, hey, wait a minute. That means, wow. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, like Rick always says, um, the Internet is our, our way of manifesting our Internet. Inner. It's our physical manifestation of our Internet. That is such a good point because – because, you know, when, for example, in the Philippines, when when I'm working on the computer and I'm talking to, chatting with, with, with my friend Mick in the Philippines who's doing the tree thing, we're, we're, as we're typing back and forth, we're thinking the exact same thing. And it, it is, I mean, we're thousands of miles apart, and yet... And and one night we we're, were even eating the exact. We were both munching on peanuts, talking to each other. And he goes, "Oh, I'm eating peanuts right now." Well, I'm eating peanuts right now. And I mean, it was just kind of interesting how. Yeah, it's the every, thing. It, it, well, it's the thing people misunderstand about uh, ESP or extrasensory perception or even channeling. It's not a case of reading somebody else's mind. It's a case of matching frequencies. And if you do, then the same thought occurs to both of you at the same time. Absolutely. Otherwise, no, you wouldn't be a matched frequency. And, and there's scientific you know, proof of that now, right? Yeah. So you don't live your whole life matched frequencies with anybody because you're you. But when you want to communicate with somebody, even when we sit here and have our imperfect word communications, at some level, particularly heart-to-heart, Electromagnetically, there's a there's a vibrational resonance going on. Uh, Absolutely, I can feel it now. Yeah, and uh, that's why people that you get close with, you start to finish each other's sentence, and it's not you're not reading it from somewhere. It's just happening, and that's people got to get loose of entanglements. Not so tangly. It's just 
natural. <laughs> you know, I experience not tangly and prickly. It's natural and smooth. And maybe maybe Gene, you experience this too when you're in your cleaning. But at the hardware store, I'm very I'm an inventor. So when people come in with a project or building this or doing that, and as I'm thinking of a way to solve their problem to put this thing together, they are they come up with the same idea. They're just like that. They go, oh, hey, I got it. Why don't we do this? Or or I'll be thinking, well, hey, maybe we can. It goes, I was thinking, is, and when you get those creative juices flowing back and forth together, it's like there's a there's a, an ESP, like you say, Rick, ESP, or a, tele, a, a telecommunication going on there way beyond words. I, I see it every day. I I absolutely do, and since you mentioned the hotel, I, I want to take that a step further. And and you don't just see it in your interactions with other people; you'll see it in your interactions with your environment. I remember, I think it was our second work week week working together, and this young lady says to me, "Sometimes I think this hotel is magic." And I said, "Why is that?" She said, "Because whatever I need, I always find left behind in a room." So oh. I I told her, I said, "Did you?" Did you ever think that it's not the hotel that's magic, but it's you? Sure. And she said, can you explain that? I said, well, if you're focusing your energy on something that you need or you want, well, you're cleaning a room. And, and cleaning a room is a very meditative, repetitive action, right? It's the same, Absolutely. pretty much the same action for every room. So you're doing eight rooms in a row, and you've got this thought in your head, this is what I need. And you go into the ninth room, and you've been thinking that for eight rooms, doing the same action. So basically, essentially, you've been meditating on that thought, on mm-hmm. that idea. And voila, and you hadn't been, in the ninth room, there you it been is. in your brain. You get in your brain, you start trying to figure out, well, I don't have enough money to pay Why for you don't it. have it. <laughs> there. Where's it at? Where's my stuff? Yeah, yeah. where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? But happens when you're, all when the time. You're, happens all yeah. the time. And not only yeah. it happens with things, it happens with, like, there'll be times when I'm working on my book and I'm working on certain projects and things like that. And someone will just, at the grocery store or somewhere, they just walk into my life and they they provide me exactly with some links to some websites or some information or something that I had been searching for the whole day. And it just it just happens. It just sometimes I'll just go walk out on the street and things will just happen that go right along with what you're working on. It's just amazing. And every time every time it just blows your mind. It just and yeah, it's, so, it's cool. It's yeah. that childlike quality. Because Absolutely. In in an adult, in an expert in the field, they know that you can't fly that plane because you don't have a long enough extension cord, so they stop thinking about it. They stop dreaming about it. You just moved to the next logical step for you, which was to put a plug in the plane. <laughs> and And then if somebody had said that that doesn't work, as long as you hadn't lost your childlike curiosity, your brain would just, you would just naturally move right on to the next what seems logical to you, and pretty soon you'd hit it. I mean, sure. I think, uh, what, Thomas Edison, how many hundreds of thousands of attempts he made before he found a light bulb that would actually burn? Look at Nikolai Tesla. And, uh, Tesla, and, if I would have been around, I could have flew that plane on Tesla's theory. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. 
I still can. <laughs> All right, let's let's take a quick break uh, right. before I explode, if no, for no other reason. And uh, then we're going to come back and continue this. And and we also want to be sure that we mention all the places that folks can find you and what you're doing down in the Philippines. So, sure, absolutely. uh, Sounds like a deal to me. So, Aquarius, I'm sure. Thank you. Oh yeah, tonight for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll be back in about uh, four minutes, folks. Stay with us. Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
welcome back, everybody. That was our friend Jolene. Uh, again, that's J-O-E-L-E-E-N, not just J-O, J-O-E-L-E-E-N at JoleneWorld.com. Very cool version of the song. Very nice. It brings back... Her uh, whole EP is awesome. For an old man like me, Aquarius, I, with that call, that song came out like back in 65 or something. <laughs> something like that. Back yeah. in the, the 60s. It was the dress rehearsal for the shift. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when I was a kid, I I had no idea what that... I just thought it was plain weird, you know, <laughs> back then. But, of course... Uh, you know, we learned so much since then. So, but uh, I was looking for some more information here on the the kingdom and and uh, what uh, you know what what was meant by that. I know, Gene, you had asked a little bit about that, and and uh, that it it means something totally different from what uh, I believe, anyway. What what mainstream thinking is on that so well i keep um i i'm you know i i guess it's been an interesting ride to get to that vein of thinking but um you know when people ask me that specific question because my second book was called going home to heaven mm-hmm. um and that was really about the journey of discovering that it's not about dying and going on to this perfect place um, and being pain-free and, and, you know, having everything you ever desired. It's really about the journey of creating heaven for yourself here on earth um, and finding that peace within. And in the finding of that peace within you, your life starts to flow and the things that bring you joy will come easily to you. And that's my interpretation of the kingdom. The kingdom is within, not without. Absolutely. Um, and it's not a place that you are supposed to die and then go to. Um, it's not a place that you have to earn a place in. It is your God-given right as a human being. Uh, the moment that you're born here in physicality, it's yours to have, to cherish, to embrace, to experience. And I think that that part of the message got lost for a little while. And maybe that was so that we could rediscover it and we could really appreciate upon rediscovery what the true meaning of that is and how powerful that message is. And again, that same message is handed down through every single religion that I've ever researched, including the indigenous tribals. Um, you know, so it, it's such a core base fundament, fundamental message for humanity to learn, I think, and to experience the knowing of. I I totally agree with you and I think uh I think that you know there there and and you know Christ also talked in the Bible along with along with other teachers and things talked about an end of an age and we just heard the song Aquarius and 
the the end of an age when things will be revealed to us and exactly what you said gene will be able will begin to appreciate what that actually means what 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 that it that it means within ourselves and and another thing that happens is that uh, Western religion teaches that oh, if you work really hard right now, you're going to be happy in the future. But I, I heard um, uh, David Wilcock uh, to quote him. He he called it a fool's equation. He said that that if you if you do X now, uh, if you if I do X now, then I will have happiness in the future. And you're always working to be happy in the future, but you're never happy in the now. And it was just really a brilliant way of thinking. And uh, and I thought, how many people are out there, like in the numbers game, striving in Western religion and they're shopping around for the right religion where it'll get them happiness in the future to that paradise, to that kingdom or whatever. And And actually... The the if you focus on being happy in the now, in the future you're going to be happy, and and not only be happy but you could go through whatever condition you could. What if in the future we're in another situation where things are horrible? But if you're at peace within and you have that love within, it doesn't matter what conditions come along. Because we can, we only hurt ourselves. No one else can hurt us. If if you're in a situation of name calling and everything like that, I used to let that bother me. Now it's just like water off a duck's back. It just, yeah. I, I, you know what I say to people if they insult me? I go, you're welcome. Because if that made you feel better, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it it's so true. Usually, an insult is it's nothing more than somebody's attempt to make themselves feel more empowered. And so that goes back to once you get that feeling of peace and that feeling of self-empowerment, um, the the eye in the middle of the storm, exactly. so to speak, right. then it, it doesn't really matter what kind of winds are blowing around you. They're not going to touch you. And you're not going to touch them. And that's that's the thing that people need to understand is that it's not it's not just about you not getting affected by the world around you. It's also about you not affecting in a negative way right. mm-hmm. the world. And you know, getting just to dwell a little bit on Christ's teachings and and how they apply so much to what you're saying, Gene, is he said to be in the world but no part of the world, which means that that you you don't do those things that are going to be like the world. You exist, we exist in this environment, but yet once we find that inner peace and that we, you know, it's just and and how love fulfills it's the prime law and fulfills every other law. It's even vices and everything. You just have no desire for that anymore because you found that that internal love inside, and then that just beams out, and you're just automatically giving to everybody else. You're sharing with everybody else. It's just, uh, 
it's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. So I'm it ranting really is. again. And we, that's okay. We're, huh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> I know. I could listen to you talk about it all night. But um, we're getting close to the end of the show. And first of all, I have to say, you are an absolutely amazing guest. I've had a wonderful time talking to you, so we are going to have to have you back. But before we run out of time... Darling, you got to tell us more about what this project is you got going in the Philippines. And then when we have you back, you can talk about this book that you're writing. And we will, yeah, we're going to have to have you back. That's all there is to it. <laughs> well, well, say I'd be I'd be honored to come back. And and uh, you guys are just great. I I just you know I can just feel the connection, and it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful work that you're both doing. And I follow you guys on Facebook and. And uh, uh, I'm so encouraged and inspired by everything you post on there, by your shows. I, I just, you're an amazing find and, and beautiful, beautiful people. I just, I just, I'm, I'm so blessed to, to be able to be on here and to connect with you in this way. And and this Skype thing's pretty cool. I've never really done it much before. Well, the. The project in the Philippines, um, my dear friend Eileen introduced me to a gentleman over there by the name of Mick Feliciano, and they have, and I don't speak Tagalog, I'm fluent in Spanish, I read, write, speak it, and design websites with it and stuff like that, but but uh, I, I understand a little Tagalog, but I need to learn it, but they have a a a group over there and I'm for short I'm just going to call it K B K B E E uh geo trees and what they what they do is they they tag trees with a with a satellite tracking device much like what they do with with pets when they put it in there and it has the ID of the particular person that has has donated to have that tree planted and they want to plant thousands of these trees so that the whole world can look down on satellite and be able to see them and i just think it's such a wonderful idea and i was so impressed with what they're doing that i've volunteered my time to i host their website for them on on my server i i work with them we work on on little projects back and forth. I'm an animator, so I, a little bee is their mascot. So I created an animation of a bee that flies around, and and I'm going to be doing more with that as time comes. And and they, you know, we've become just like brothers and sisters. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, I I call them that. They call me brother. I call them because we're all brothers and sisters, and we come from the same place. And uh, they just moved recently from Manila back to Negros, which is, and and they're setting up base outside San San Carlos, which I know, Gene, you're probably more than familiar with. And That's a hell of a move. It is, <laughs> and they took boats and everything, and now their internet connection is down. And uh, so my friend here, Russell Voorhees, who I've been working with, the hydrogen, uh, we have some, something that he dubbed as the hydrogen army that uh because hydrogen eventually will be the ultimate fuel and that's a whole nother show that we could get into. But uh uh 
hydrogen is burns clean. It's water when it burns. It turns back into water. So uh, they are come to find out they have been working with that, and they have been working with creating a model for sustainability, just as Russell Ver Voorhees has been doing here for many for twenty years. He's he's up in age now, but but. And he recently had a stroke, but just miraculously he got better. And I think it all plans into this Philippines thing. So so we're really excited about it. We're just waiting to communicate back with him. They they have a group on Facebook, and uh, they're on my love education group also on Facebook. So we're really excited about this. This is This is going to be... The Philippines could be the center of attention to bringing about a model for sustainability. I want to see that happen. It's my every prayer, my every meditation, my every breath that that they can they can uh, they can accomplish this. And if there's any way I can serve and help, so that's what that's about. So, did you you know I. I went over there, I met them, and I said, there's going to come a day when this little tiny country that everybody considers to be third world is going to surprise the hell out of the rest of the planet because yeah. there's something about those people. And I don't know, you know, I mean, people people have said to me, ah, you're, you know, you're out of the country, you, you got treated like a queen. I'm like, no, there's something about those people. Oh, the trop- tropical climate, it got to you. It's it's beautiful land. No, no there's something magical Absolutely. about Absolutely. the Filipino people. You know, I spent 20 years in the Hispanic Bible ministry working with the Hispanic population. I've traveled to Central America. My my ex-wife is from Central America. My, my kids are part uh, Honduran. And, and you know what? such warm, beautiful people. And you can go up in the mountains and, and you can find the wisest person who has taught me things just because yeah. by being in nature. And in the Philippines, when, when I lived in New York, I knew I got to know the Filipino people quite well. And wow, we just connected. We such warm, beautiful people. And, and now here we are connected again. I, it's just, it's just a blessing. It's just so thrilling. I, it's just, I, I just, you know, God willing, this is just going to really work out. So. Well, if anybody can pull it I, off, I would imagine that they can because, I, you know, yeah, well, absolutely. We've got Archie's kids have... and the kids in Montreal or Toronto that came up with the water filter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're what? So, how old, Jane? Ten? Ten. Ten. <laughs> Bunch of ten year olds, crazy. you know. Is that the one with I, the where they they can drink right out of it? Is that the one? I've seen something on Facebook about that. What's I I don't know if they've got it posted. Um, his his organization is called Silid Alaron. Silid Alaron. Yeah, I, I can't pronounce it because I speak very little Tagalog as well. I I have the fundamentals down, you know. I know how to say thank you and I know how to say I love you. Kumusta? Kumusta? Or something like that. Yeah, Kumusta. Maganda, which is beautiful. Um, and Salamat Po, you always have to have the Po because that's thank you with respect. Right. Don't forget the Po, people. When you're talking I Tagalog, you got to get that Po in there. I just love um, it. 
yeah, even their language reflects reflects this, and that's why I keep saying this. You know, they're gonna they're gonna just come out of the gate, and people are just gonna be in awe. They're gonna be like, where, how, what happened with this little country? And um, and like you said, you know, it's I met a rice farmer. It's such a crazy story. We don't have time to tell it here, but I just. It was a series of synchronicities. I met this guy and the wisdom that was just coming out of his mouth. And and no formal education. He grew up in the rice terraces. He took the farm over. And when I say farm, I mean large quantities of land and a little tiny shack to live in. Took the farm over from his family and was hoping to pass it on to his children. But the wisdom, the innate inner wisdom that this guy, and it was such a quiet, reserved sharing, just wow. the way that he was, you know. And I found the people to be like that. They have this inner joy about them, and you can't, you can't buy that. You can't teach it. You can't train it. It's it's something that's unique and bred into the culture. I think it it's. You know, the very core of who they are is their their family values and this knowingness that everything's going to be okay, regardless of what's going on. And these are people who have lived through some truly, incredibly devastating Look at the times. war, the war Year time, after everything. year. The wars, wars, the plural, how many times have they been invaded? Uh, the monsoons and, you know, I mean, they just... They well, just rebuild. They don't even think about it. You get enough of it, you 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 finally just figure out you have to look inside because everything Absolutely. you've ever tried to look at outside has blown up. Well, I and I, do it I naturally. Just, yeah, and, and you know that's very encouraging to hear you talk that way because because my friend Russell and I we you know we've tried in the United States to get some paradigm thing going where people here just don't i mean not yet anyway they just don't get it and and it seems like in the philippines they get it and yet and and so if we can kind of help them to establish a model for sustainability and and i mean they have uh they've been given land there where they can do organic farming where they can do where they can do the the tree planting and they are so for the concept of tying love into all that. They go, wow, that's brilliant. Let's tie love into all that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And everything they do, everything they do, they naturally tie. That's what got me about talking to, and I'm not talking about, I yes, I spent time with the children's home, and yes, it was a Christian children's home, but from the manager of the hotel restaurant that I made very good friends with and went out to stay with his family in, in the provinces to the waitress that, or yeah, she was a waitress that I met that I got to have some really in-depth conversations to, to the cab driver, to, you know, the cameramen that we randomly found, all of these people. And these are, you know, they're not tied into the churches and all that stuff, yet they have at them that core knowledge of that if you put love into it and if you just have faith, and it's not, 
it's it's not a sim well it is a simple but it, it's not the superficial have faith because you should it's i have faith because i know that everything's going to be okay it's a knowing right it's and, like and born again, born in them yeah you know? and you right? can't it's amazing yeah well that's true that's it's, true faith it's so hard to explain hey, true Jean, faith goes so into knowing and you know. We 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 need to talk about this again more sometime because I I really because you have been there and I I really want to sometime maybe uh, uh, I can we can if you're on Facebook we can we can share some thoughts about that. Hey, you're into videography too, correct, Jean? Do you do video and? Um, yeah, I haven't done it. I haven't done it for a while. Things have been uh-huh. a little bit crazy around here. Um, as they always say, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Um, my dream home was was dropped into my lap. All at once. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, Literally I just wanted dropped to. Dropped into my lap. So I just wanted been, to mention been, my my website. A uh, couple things. Oh, uh, absolutely. It's it's uh, uh, the one I'm working on is uh, loveeducation.org. So just loveeducation. Not net. There's other love educations out there, but love education, not com, but loveeducation.org. And then on the fun, funny side, I have, I'm an animator. I've created these little, these little space guys that come here and leave messages for Earth, and they're, they're called the Fartroids. So if you Google the Fartroids, uh, I think up on the, the, the love education website I have in the video section, I have, uh, one of their little cartoons, so you might check them out. They're they're real funny because I, I have a great I'm a I'm like too much of a sense of humor. And and then I did a movie called uh, Don't Touch the Future. I was gonna say you've starred in your own science fiction adventure. Yeah, <laughs> and I play several parts in it for lack of having uh, anybody else interested in acting in it. So so, but you could Google that. Don't touch. The yeah, future. you were a little too good at the evil emperor thing. Uh, did you see that, Rick? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. So I just wanted to let you know I do have a funny side, and it's not all, it's not all, you know, but, but I, we have to have okay, a Okay, I have to ask, I have to ask, because I Googled it, and I got aliens, burritos, and farts. Is that you? That's the, that's the fartroids. That's the That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we're not sure. Yeah. Right. Well, what it oh, is, that's so awesome. is their ship runs on methane gas. So there's like about 40 episodes, but but the one of the final episodes, which is on the Love Education website, he gives a speech, and that speech is a message to Earth about us being at peace with ourselves. So you might. Uh, you might want to look at that on the website. It's kind of interesting. Oh my God, these guys are so cute! You're a genius. And the and the other don't touch the future is hillbillies meet space aliens. <laughs> and I don't know what the message is in that, but it's it's. Well, I just went I just went and looked them up on YouTube, and um, absolute genius. We're gonna. Ha- like I said, we're going to have to get you back. We're also going to have to get your partner on here to talk about the hydrogen thing. And if you can hook us up with these guys in the Philippines that are doing um, the geotrees, I'd love to get them on to talk about that as well. So that's three shows at least that we oh, can get yeah. out of you. Yeah, because we've had Archie on and, and Eileen. 
both from the Philippines. We we do everything by Skype, whether whether you're next door or yeah. Oh, it's it's in just the Philippines. Wonderful. It all works just as smoothly. It uh, it used to be the case with Blog Talk that you really wanted people to call on the phone because it had better sound, and it's turned completely 180 now. And uh, this is fantastic. It's working really good, and I I have like a super fast connection here, and. I'm like right in the center of Phoenix, so I have a really. Oh, I just my virus just updated. I hope you didn't hear that little message. So something clicked nope. there. <laughs> nope. And my my blog my blog site is Phoenix Rising. Is that right? Oh, uh, I know Phoenix, and the whole idea of Phoenix is very in the Phoenix energy, very near and dear to Gene's heart. Yep. Yep, it's it really is. It's it's true, and uh, and I think it's like uh, the the butterfly is well metamorphosis, and the 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 cocoon that the butterfly leaves behind is actually what we leave behind our past beliefs, our traditional beliefs, and everything, and that can come from any walk of life, any religion, any belief, and that's kind of the cocoon of what of what we emerge out of. And so we should never look at that cocoon as being something horrible or bad, but it because it's actually something that we live in to transform and 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 uh it, like in metamorphosis or metamorph or whatever it is into into whatever we become. So it's pretty interesting. Yes. What the what a caterpillar sees is the end of the world. Yeah. Is the well, butterfly's genesis. When I look at myself in the mirror, I see a caterpillar every day. <laughs> I don't know. Well, where the... honey, when I talk to you, I feel like I'm talking to a butterfly. So uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, there you but... go. Well, it's been an right. absolute pleasure. We are out of time, but we will you definitely um, hook up some dates with Rick, um, and we're going to get you back on. Because oh, well, there's so the, much more to explore. The pleasure is all mine, and it's been a true learning experience. I have enjoyed you both of both your 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 ideas and your knowledge. Uh, you interview so many people, and and uh, I'll if I do come back, I promise to listen a little more than than uh, ah, than we bubble forth. Nah. With all this we got 120 <laughs> hours of this stuff. We keep people busy forever. Uh, yeah, keep talking. We like it when you talk. Absolutely. You talk some good so Thank you so very much. So, mentioning time, we have this weekend thing that I hope everyone will enjoy. And then next Tuesday, we have uh, my friend Sarah Gish is going to come for the first 30 minutes and talk about her mod mandalas. And specifically, she has just done a chakra series in there. She makes mandalas out of uh, or mandalas, uh, depending upon which syllable you want to place the emphasis, um, out of hubcaps. <laughs> she starts wow. with hubcaps that inspire her to... And they're really good. They're really good. They really are. It sounds goofy sometimes when you say it. It sounds crazy, but it's crazy. The links. I'll have it up in the schedule shortly. And then for the hour after that, uh, the 7.30 to 8.30... Central Time, that's 8.30 to 9.30 Eastern Time um, hour. We have Amy Epic coming. Absolutely, with um, some very 
poignant wisdom. I would say wisdom of the ancients, although it's contained in this case in a young body. But um, this is a you don't want to miss this show kind of show because yeah. it's going to be a truly dynamic conversation. She's pretty cool, actually. And uh, yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun on Tuesday night. And then uh, Thursday next, we have Raja Sharma, who's going to be with us. And I'll let y'all figure out who that is by going and looking at the schedule. Uh So have a great weekend. Join us next Tuesday. And until then, stay connected. Night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.